rolling on take one. Let's get the video rolling. How's everybody doing? Just finished watching NXT in your house. I don't know what happened to the NXT takeovers, but this one was called in your house. A throwback to ye late 90s WWE, pay, well, WWF then, pay-per-views when uh, the WWE had to start going to one pay-per-view a month when uh, WCW went to one pay-per-view a month. <laughs> I'm dropping notebooks and clipboards on my dog's head. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Um, so, yeah, in your house, WWE was new to running a pay-per-view every month. And I guess they couldn't think of, of names for them, so they just called them in your house. In your house. For those of you who speak the correct version of English. So now we got the video running, and thank you all. Welcome to Americana, the American way. Uh, this is Big John. Find me on Rum or on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Of course, you know the video is on Rumble, and the podcast is on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. So. WWE, WWE, NXT, which used to be the best brand in wrestling, and it wasn't bad, it's not bad, it's just not what I was used to, what we were used to, but uh, my pre-show thoughts I just wrote down because I really didn't know a lot of what the matches were going to be except for like two or three um I thought this pay-per-view would be stupid and predictable and I was pleasantly surprised by the end um I think they're they're ruining Braun Steiner or Braun Breaker even though they constantly acknowledge that he's Rick Steiner's son, but we're going to call him Breaker anyway. Uh, and I guess Breaker would be like a, a nickname. Uh, could be a nickname. So anyhow, um, the, the whole thing about this match is if he gets disqualified, he loses the world title. And they play up, play into... The idea that this Joe Wayne Gacy is in Braun, Striner, Braun Steiner's head. And he can cause Steiner to get himself disqualified uh, in order for Gacy to win the match. Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu was the next one. Uh, I just said there's no way Mandy Rose loses to a girl who takes naps. 
I mean, that's Wendy Chu's whole gimmick is she takes naps. Um, what am I supposed to think of this match going into it? I also said Mandy needs to win clean in this match. Um, the women's tag team titles, the women's tag division in NXT is better booked than the pardon me while I laid up <clears throat> shit burned the hell out of my fingertip that was stupid Okay. Alright, so my thoughts were the women's tag division is better booked in NXT than it is on the supposedly main roster. In fact, I think there are people saying on the internet that the women's tag division, as far as SmackDown and Raw, probably isn't coming back. I think that's a shame, and all it is is bad booking and bad creative, bad storybook writing by the WWE. Plain and simple as that. Um, but I, you just kind of knew Toxic Attraction was going to beat this perpetual job team. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what their names are. They're really good athletes, but they're jobbers. Chance Carter, that's the name of their team. Chance and Carter. Um, I had the feeling that uh, Braun, Strake, Braun Steiner, I'm combining Steiner and Breaker in my head. Braun Steiner goes over Joe Wayne Gacy in a lame match. Um, this will just show that he can keep his cool and win a match. Uh, I also thought ahead of this that Cameron Grimes would have the best match of the night. So let's pause for a minute while I lick my sore finger and we go ahead and get into the main card here and see what happened. the rock and wrestling connection and they used to make these record albums cassettes and the wrestlers would actually sing the songs uh, that was kind of a battle royal of uh, wrestlers there singing land of a thousand dances All right, anyways, 
So the first match out I didn't get, and I haven't been following NXT, but I still don't get this match. You had the uh, Phantasmos versus the Mafia. That's that's how I I felt about this match. You had a, a long ass vignette for the Mafia before the match. Um, the losing tag team has to join. The winning team's family. So they're 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 basically saying this is like the Spanish mafia, the Mexican mafia versus the Italian mafia, and whoever loses has to join the other team in their 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 family or faction. That doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It does nothing to make me want to watch this match. Um, one of the wrestlers is named Tony D'Angelo. And I actually have a friend named Tony D'Angelo. So it's kind of funny. I thought it was. Had to be there. Uh, it is good to see six-man tag team wrestling. Um, and it was a match with a build-up. You know, sometimes when you see a six-man tag match on Raw or SmackDown, it's just, they just throw three people together on each side that really have not a lot in common, except, you know, two bad guys and then a third bad guy versus two good guys, and then they throw a third good guy in. Uh, but there's like no build-up or anything. So at least there was build-up to this match. Um, All Elite Wrestling is working on... They call it a trios match. Tony Khan. Uh, <clears throat> but they're working on a trios World Tag Team Championship. And the NWA, WCW, used to have a six-man tag team championship uh, belt or set of belts. But I think they were... Rarely defended, and somehow the six-man tag team champions were always the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes. I don't know how that worked out, but that's how it usually worked out. Uh, started out good wrestling, turned into a melee with all six guys uh, in the ring. Uh, but it started out good, just good wrestling. The ref quickly regained control. Then there was um, another melee. Uh, during this melee, the Mexican Mafia tried to uh, incorporate brass knuckles into the match. Uh, what's her name? Electra or something. Uh, their valet, who was on the outside, tried to slip a pair of brass knucks into the ring. The Italian Mafia brought out a crowbar uh, through a roundabout way. The D'Angelo's or the the Mafia, they got a hold of the brass knucks. They knocked out one of the Spanish wrestlers, uh, and then one of the uh, unconscious Italians fell onto uh, the Fantasma, who just got knocked out with his own brass knucks. And that was the match. Now, it was a good match in general. The crowd was into it. It was a better match than I expected. 
it just didn't do a lot for me with the the little bit of a buildup I saw. This whole we're the Italian mafia and we're beating people up in the streets and uh, backstage and in garages. It doesn't do anything for me. Now, next we had uh, Chance Carter versus Toxic Attraction. Chance Carter came down through the audience. They had glow sticks and like neon outfits on. Wasn't it wasn't bad. The crowd was into Chance Carter. Then Toxic Attraction arrives to the arena, garage, in a Mercedes Benz, wearing their ring gear in the car. So did they come from the hotel to the arena, stop at a 7-Eleven to get gas, get a big gulp in their ring gear the whole time? And then show up at the arena 30 seconds before their match. Uh, I mean, I know they wanted to make a big entrance for this. Like the WWE was trying to make this a big entrance. But that didn't make sense. They pull into the arena garage in their ring gear 30 seconds before the match and get out of a Mercedes Benz. But whatever. Uh... Caden and Carter, they have great athletic moves. There's no lying. There's no kidding. These two women are great athletes. And I think, uh, or pardon me, Caden Carter is up for a big push at some point. Uh, I don't think that Chance, whatever her first name is, even though she's a phenomenal athlete, she was on that American Ninja Warrior show. I don't think Chance has a chance at being a main roster wrestler. I don't even think she's five feet tall, honestly. I think she might be like 4'11". And that's with boots on. But Caden Carter definitely, I think, has a future. Uh, J.C. Jane and G.G. Dolan... Definitely the, the better tag team and better wrestling skills. They work better as a tag team. Uh, Chance, she had some great flippy, high spot moves, but not great wrestling. Uh, Gigi Dolan hits a German suplex into a bridge on Caden uh, Carter for the win. Pretty simple match. Entertaining, but, you know, not spectacular. You know, uh, the first two matches I noticed right off the bat, and this continued through the whole pay-per-view, there's a lot of referee distractions. And I think it's too many. Because you're, you're beating a dead horse and you're making your refs look bad. If you have referee distraction in every match... Okay, even though maybe it doesn't always lead to someone using a foreign object or, you know, winning by uh, nefarious means, it's still, it takes away from the referee distraction if you do it in every match. It, it lowers the bar. Uh, 
Then we had Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. Now, I thought this would be the best match of the night, and I wasn't disappointed. Cameron Grimes impresses me. I thought, first, who's this long-haired, long-beard, ZZ Top wannabe guy? But he is a great wrestler. Jim Cornette was big on this guy, and that got me to start paying attention to him. Um, they locked up. They had a lot of technical wrestling. Hayes had a good Hurricane Rana into a face plant, which is a different way of doing the Hurricane Rana to turn it around into a face plant. Uh, he there was a point where Carmelo Hayes jumped up on the second rope, was going to do a, a move. Uh, Cameron Grimes followed him onto the second rope, so they're both now standing on the, the middle rope. And uh, it was kind of a really planned out spot, you could tell, but it was still a good spot. Uh, Cameron Grimes basically gets him in what's gonna looks like it's gonna be a swinging neck breaker. Instead, they both do a black a backflip and land on their faces. The one thing that made this look bad was both guys landed face first on the mat at the same time. So I'm thinking to myself, well, why isn't Cameron Grimes hurt just as much by this move as Carmelo Hayes? Even though it was Cameron Grimes' offensive move, they both landed in the same fashion. Uh, the fans were really into this match, even though it was mostly a technical mat wrestling match. It was not a lot of flashy high spot stuff, not a lot of you know fast pace going 90 miles an hour to where you just can't keep up with it. But they still got the fans into the match. And Cameron Grimes connects with an audience very well. Better, as well as if not better than anybody in the WWE right now. Um, Carmelo Hayes ends up winning with an axe kick off the top rope. After a distraction by uh, his second, his sidekick. Uh, but it wasn't a big distraction. But it was enough to get Carmelo Hayes the win with an axe kick off the top rope. Good match. Probably the best match of the night. Like I thought it would be. Uh, Cameron Grimes can definitely have a good match. As well as Camar Camar <laughs> Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I think Hayes is a great technical wrestler. And you would think by his body type, his athletic look, he would be a guy that relied on a lot of high spots, and he's not. He's a great mat technician. Then we come to Wendy Chu versus Mandy Rose for the Women's Championship. Didn't expect a lot out of this match. Uh, it starts off with Wendy Chu dreaming of being the Women's Champion. She's dreaming about winning this match. Again, it makes it predictable when somebody's whole gimmick is they take naps. Okay? And she wears onesies. Like little kid pajamas. Uh, Mandy Rose gets, it, gets over with every gimmick that they give her. 
Uh, she's a lot like a young Trish Stratus. In fact, one of the things that got Mandy Rose over initially was she was posting pictures on Instagram of herself side by side with Trish Stratus. And she reminds me a lot of a young Trish Stratus, where Trish Stratus was not a <clears throat> polished wrestler when they really started to push her. But she grew into a good wrestler. And of course, the body type and everything of Mandy and Trish are very much the same. You know, Trish had those thick quads, that thick lower body. Uh, Mandy is the same build. Very buxom, beautiful woman, but she's learning to wrestle. I say in three to five years, Mandy Rose will be a big draw in the WWE. If they would have used her right, her first runs on SmackDown and Raw, she would already probably be a big draw in the women's division. Um, it was a good mat match. Mandy Rose did a good leg scissors around the waist of Wendy Chu. And I, I picked this move or this hold out, even though it's not the most exciting move in the world. Mandy was selling the move. She was flexing her legs. She was gritting her teeth. Her facial expressions were like, I'm really trying to squeeze the life out of my opponent. I note that because there was a match when Sonya Deville and Mandy were feuding where, Man where Sonya had Mandy in a leg scissor. Uh, Mandy's back was kind of flat on the ring where this one, Wendy Chu was sitting up straight and Mandy was sitting on her butt. Uh, but when Sonya did it, Sonya just had her legs crossed around Mandy's waist and no facial expression like she was selling the move. The person that has the hold on the other person, the person who's on offense, needs to sell the hold as much as the person taking the hold. You hear me? The person that has the headlock, the arm bar, the leg scissors in this case, has to be flexing. Their muscles have to be tense. Their face has to be gritty. They have to look mean, like they're really squeezing the life out of their opponent, or they're really twisting on that arm trying to break it. You know, that's how you sell a wrestling move. And that's what Mandy Rose did good in this this very basic hold. Um, they, they call her either mystical or whimsical. I couldn't figure out. At first I thought they said mystical or whimsical Wendy Chu. She takes naps and wears a onesie. What is whimsical about that? Anyhow, uh, good mat match. I already said that. Um, <clears throat> Wendy Chu at one point threw a good drop kick, but then she put Mandy in the worst version of the sleeper hold I've ever seen. She had her legs wrapped around Mandy's waist. She put her one arm around or under Mandy's chin, and then she put her hands together like she was laying her head down to go to sleep. 
and she actually put her head on her own hands at one point. How is this supposed to make me believe that you're going to render your opponent unconscious with this hold? It doesn't. That's where I'm saying the person on the offensive side of the hold has to sell the hold as much as the person taking it. Eventually, Andy Rose rolled to the ropes, pardon me, uh, gets out of the hold with a rope break with her foot on the rope. Um, Mandy ends up winning this match with a knee to the face. Very basic move. Like I said, Mandy is really learning wrestling as she goes. But at the same time, I feel like Mandy Rose carried the match. So I'm not saying she's at that level of, uh, say, Victoria in her prime or any at any point in her wrestling career. Uh, she's not like Victoria where she can carry anybody to a good match or Sasha Banks or Charlotte Flair. Mandy's not there, but she's getting there. Give her three years. I guarantee she, if they don't screw this up, she will be a top draw in the women's wrestling. She's got the look. She's getting the skills. She'll have them in a few years. Uh, next, we had the Creed Brothers versus Pretty Deadly for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Again, here's another tag team division that... is booked more solid than the supposed main roster tag team division. Uh, it's long been said Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling. Although tag team wrestling has been a huge part of the wrestling business and a huge draw when it's booked right. I mean, the Hardys versus Edge and Christian... We're at the top of a lot of cards. In the early 2000s. Go way back to the 80s. The Road Warriors. The Rock and Roll Express. The Midnight Express. The Russians. They were all at the top of the cards. A lot of the time. So tag team wrestling can draw when it's booked right. The Creed Brothers are legit amateur wrestlers. They remind me a lot of the Steiner Brothers in that, that uh, regard. Pretty Deadly. When I look at them, when I first saw them, all I said is this is a really girly, um, being politically correct as I can be, they're a really girly version of the Hardy Boys. Uh Throughout the match, the Creeds had good mat wrestling moves, good wrestling. They're both future stars in WWE. Hopefully they can keep them together as a tag team, but I've heard there's already bigger plans for one Creed brother than the other, but whatever. That's how WWE works. They only make tag teams so they can break them up later. Uh... 
I say pretty deadly is pretty good at looking like women. That's their contribution to the match. Uh, the Creed brothers win with a shooting star press off the top rope. Good match. Yeah, it wasn't it really didn't hold my attention very well, but the Creed brothers always impress. Very good wrestlers. Then we had Joe Wayne Gacy versus Braun Steiner. Um. By the way, if you don't get the Joe Wayne Gacy joke, there was a, a serial killer, a famous murderer named John Wayne Gacy. And I think that's kind of where the WWE got half of this guy's gimmick name because uh, he acts like a, a psychopath. <coughs> uh, Gacy did have a few good wrestling moves. He showed some good wrestling, and just as I was thinking that, he forgot to kick out of a roll-up. Braun Steiner had him rolled up. The referee clearly went one, two, and a half, and stopped. And Joe Wayne Gacy never kicked out. <laughs> Braun Steiner had to basically kick himself out. Uh, he <laughs> so, anyways, Steiner started out slow. Uh, Gacy had a lot of the offense at the beginning. I don't understand why Joe Wayne Gacy has druids with him. He was supposed to be this like peace and love guy and unite the world through love and peace and harmony. Why does he have druids? They're just out there to interfere in the matches. At one point, one of the druids started to hit... Braun Steiner with a chair. Braun Steiner got the chair and was going to go after the Druid. And the announcers and everybody's going, no, no, don't hit him with the chair. You'll get disqualified. And I'm thinking to myself, how can he get disqualified for hitting someone who's not a part of the match? He can't get disqualified for hitting the Druid with the chair. But whatever. And... Still don't understand why John Wayne Gacy has druids, but whatever. Uh, Steiner got on a roll, went, you know, started getting the offense in, took control of the match. Gacy rolls out of the ring. Braun Steiner, freak athlete, does a diving somersault over the top rope. Awesome. Now we get to the controversy if there could be such controversy uh, John Wayne Gacy gets a chair he smacks the chair he throws it to uh, Braun Steiner as one of his druids has the referee distracted I told you in this match every match on this card had a referee distraction in it so the druid has Braun Steiner, or the ref distracted. Gacy smacks the chair so the referee hears the chair, the impact of the chair. He flops to the ground and sells like he's been hit with a chair. He leaves Braun Steiner holding the chair. The ref is getting ready to disqualify Braun Steiner. Braun's pleading his case. As he's pleading his case, a second referee runs down and says, No, no, no. The 
the bad guy pretended to get hit with the chair and da 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 da. Braun Steiner did not get disqualified. Thank God. Uh, Braun Steiner did a couple of bulldogs off the top rope, which surprises me a little bit because if you know wrestling history, his dad, Rick Steiner, broke Buff Bagwell's neck with a bulldog off the top rope in WCW. Uh, and uh, Buff Bagwell laid there in the ring for quite a while, uh, unable to move from the neck down. And luckily, through you know common sense and uh, miracles of modern medicine and God-given miracles, uh, they were able to fuse Buff Bagwell's neck together, and he continued wrestling after that. But it always just it kind of surprises me when I see somebody do the bulldog, especially off the top rope. In fact, a lot of people have changed how they do the bulldog. Uh, the bulldog headlock was a staple of wrestling for a long time until Rick broke Buff's neck. Uh, and what it is is you get your opponent in a headlock and you bring it down and drive their face into the mat. Well, when Rick did it, he actually drove Buff's face into his quad. Buff's head was too close to Rick's quad. And that's what jacked his neck back and uh, broke a couple um, vertebrae. Anyways, Steiner ends up winning with a press slam into a power slam. Good match overall. Um, I expected Braun Steiner to win uh, it, it, with the stupid stipulation like that. It didn't add anything to the match. A better stipulation would have been just a straight no disqualification match or something. But... They put this stupid stipulation on there. But it was still a good match because Braun Steiner is one of those guys that can wrestle anybody and have a good match. Uh, this Gacy guy, I'm not sold on him. He's a decent wrestler, but it just doesn't do anything for me. I'm marking out, yeah, I don't like his gimmick. His wrestling's not that great. But Braun Steiner's wrestling is that great. And he, sh he should be somebody that goes on to Raw or SmackDown or whatever they're doing. Uh, and just tears everybody up. Will that happen? No, because it's WWE and they fuck things up now. But this it was pre as predictable as I expected it to be. Uh, the title change of the... North American belt was the only one that I didn't expect. Uh, I didn't know what to expect of that match. But it was the best match of the night. Probably because I didn't know what to expect. Um, so it was predictable, but the matches were better than I thought they would be. Um, takeaways, Braun Steiner should be called Braun Steiner. And... He should really be tearing things up right now in wrestling. Uh, Mandy Rose will be a big star someday in WWE. Uh, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, uh, 
if they ever took tag team wrestling seriously, especially women's tag wrestling, those two could be a great tag team. Not every tag team needs to be put together in order to be broken up. But that's how WWE works. So overall, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Predictable, but entertaining. So with that, God bless y'all. Pray for one another, and I'll see you next time. The land of a thousand dances when the wrestlers used to sang. <laughs>